Hello, and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Julia Benbrook. On this podcast, I'm speaking with Joseph Dunnigan via an online app. Joseph serves as the coordinator at OSU's Student Counseling Center. He's talking about the importance of mental health during the pandemic, giving tips on how to adjust as you move home again, and going over resources that OSU provides. He wants to make it clear that although the student union doors are shut right now, OSU counselors are still working to help students in any way they can. It's important to understand that this is a time where it's very normal to feel overwhelmed. It's very normal to feel stress and anxiety just because this is a very uncertain time. And so um, I want people to kind of understand that if they are feeling anxious, that's something wrong with them. That's really just the body's response to the stress that's going on. In terms of services, um, since this has all started, we have moved to telehealth services exclusively which means we do counseling either through phone or primarily through video when possible. Uh, We use a Zoom interface so that we're able to kind of meet with the students, see them, hear them, and interact with them in that regard. Uh, We are doing primarily individual services. We're looking into trying to offer groups in the future, but for now we're really focusing on just kind of meeting those individual needs that students might have uh, on that one-on-one basis. What do you think? Is video therapy as effective as in-person therapy? And what should a student do if they don't have access to video at home right now? So there are definitely going to be some limitations with teletherapy. Uh, We do know that more than anything, it's that relationship that a person builds. And, you know, despite not being in the room with a person, you can still have valuable, great interactions. I mean, just think of some of the wonderful phone conversations people have had over any over time or really even engaging text exchanges or, or other ways that we communicate. So I think it's, it's really that relationship. If the relationship there is there. I think the teletherapy can be, um, uh, you know, a, a, as effective as any other. And right now it's really the only option that we have, right? Uh, and so even from that perspective, it's certainly better to have some services than no services at all. So in the event that someone doesn't have access to video or even, you know, let's say you've been engaging video therapy and your internet connection is not working or your phone isn't working, we can always switch it to a phone interview instead. So as long as someone has access to a phone, we can accommodate that. And in some cases, a person may prefer to do that. Um, you know, if, you know, either they just, you know, don't want to be seen that day or they just don't want to mess with it. Uh, we'll, we, can, we can use phone as well. Yeah, in some ways it would even be comforting to kind of have that, that option just in case that's what's more comfortable for you. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, in cases where uh, if for some reason it gets dropped or we're having an issue, we'll just usually call the student and, and conduct the, the rest of the session. So we've done that a few, I've had to do that a couple of times where I've just finished a session over the phone. I spoke with a few students before this podcast about things that were stressing them on their minds. Many of them are worried about their grades right now. One specifically told me that they don't understand the pass, no pass system. And then, of course, they've worked really hard until this point for those GPAs. How can students deal with grade anxiety? Well, you know, sadly, with a, with a pandemic, even grade anxiety doesn't go away. That sometimes even gets more of the forefront. You know, I think the important thing is to always be an advocate for yourself. Um, you know, understand what you can, but when you have questions, reach out. Don't wait until the end of the semester. Don't wait until finals. Uh, if you need clarification, contact the instructors, contact your advisors. Um, as counselors, we'll certainly help with managing kind of the anxiety, like what are some techniques for managing stress. Uh, but a lot of times it comes down to even advocacy, like 
you know, what can you do? What's under your power uh, to maybe clarify some things, make healthy decisions for yourself? Um, you know, one of the challenges we're running into is while students aren't physically in class, you know, when they're going back home, they might have additional responsibilities they didn't have before. You know, maybe they're caring for a younger sibling or for a parent or a, a grandparent who isn't able to care for themselves. So, I mean, there could be a lot of additional stressors that are making it harder to perform academically. And so even recognizing that, you know, it's not just that uh, you're not doing well, but you may have additional stressors that you just didn't have before. And then even on a much broader scale, I mean, just walking outside of your house right now can be a stressor. And so what, what do you tell students that are dealing with just these everyday things that are changing on them? Flexibility is really important. Understanding, you know, here's what's under my control, here's what's not. Because there's a lot right now for all of us that's just not under our control. And when we focus on that, we start to have that sense of loss of power, loss of agency. So you know, thinking about, well, with what I have going on now, what can I do? Can I walk outside and how can I do it in a way that I know I'm safe and I'm keeping others safe around, right? Um, not letting it become overburdensome to where we just can't get outside and can't do things for ourselves. And the same thing when we're inside, you know, how can I think about structuring my life within the, the constraints that I have, right? There's a lot of stuff I can't do that I used to be able to do. I can't just go to the store. I can't go to a movie. I can't go to a party with friends. But what can I do? You know, um, how can I be more intentional about my behaviors, like either reaching out to friends, using Zoom, using other ways of connecting, writing letters, you know, going back to things that we used to do. What are things that are meaningful? And even throughout the day, how can I structure my day so it has meaning and it has purpose? It's very easy when you have all this time at home, you're like, well, you know, I'll just get up when I get up. I'll do stuff when I do stuff. And it seems to stretch on and get longer and Unless, and I'll be, I'll speak for myself, I'm a procrastinator. So on a good day, I don't get things done in a timely manner. But in a situation like this, I could go three or four days of doing nothing. And that would be terrible for me. Uh, it would not be a good idea. So, you know, getting up at the same time as you normally would. Um, the basic things like, you know, get up, take a shower, eat breakfast, start the day like you normally would, and then start engaging in tasks, start doing homework. Uh, exercise, go outside, check in with friends. So finding some kind of a structure in a time where we don't have the structure imposed upon us is really important. So we've touched on what we can do. What should you not be doing? What are some things that maybe trigger some mental health issues or make it more difficult to deal with, with what's going on in the world? That's a great question. You know, I think what you shouldn't do are those things that you know, tend to contribute to, to struggles. And I know that sounds kind of vague, but you know, there are all habits that we kind of find ourselves getting into that we sometimes know aren't healthy. Either relationships that we know are maybe more toxic or, or we wouldn't really, really engage in normally, or even just behaviors. So, you know, like alcohol use, substance use. In times where we're under a lot of stress, it, it's easy to start relying on things that um, either kind of numb what we're experiencing, kind of take us out of the moment. So, you know, I think being very mindful of substance use could be one or even over-reliance on some of the things. So like, you know, being able to connect to people with social media is great, but if we're just looking at, you know, social media all the time, we're, we're starting to pull ourselves out of, you know, that moment to what we're doing. I think it's great that we have a counseling service like this at OSU. Why is that important, even on a regular basis, to have that resource? Counseling is something that 
is that was a wonderful resource for students because we don't always know when we're going to struggle. We don't always know where some of those growth edges are going to be. And so that can be a, just a nice resource to have for those who we otherwise have experienced stress or anxiety. But we also know that a lot of students coming in have had histories of mental health issues. Either they were in counseling before, and this is a great resource. They can continue to get counseling while they're in school. Or, you know, maybe they had some issues, but because of family dynamics or other issues, they weren't able to so this is like the first time as an adult they can see a counselor. So I think it's a really important resource to have on campus because, you know, as, as counselors at a counseling center on a campus, we understand that campus community, we understand what it's like to be a student. Even though, you know, I'm 20 years from out from being a graduate student, I still remember what that experience was like. But also by staying and working in the university, I, I kind of know what's been happening over time. So I'm much more attuned to what struggles students are experiencing versus if you were to get services out in the community. Now, again, I'm not saying that other providers wouldn't be good or effective, but it is nice to have someone who is on campus, who is, you know, a, a kind of a, an easy to access resource, but also really understands that campus culture better maybe than others might. So some students may be in an environment at home that isn't comfortable. Many of them, when they first went to college, didn't expect to be moving back home at any point. Can you give us some broad advice for students that need help fitting back into that family atmosphere? There are two parts to this. I think one is thinking, you know, are students in a safe environment? And, you know, when we're looking at safety, sometimes, you know, students are going to be going home to places where maybe they have an abusive parent or someone who's, you know, uh, creates a really toxic environment. So, you know, there are going to be some different thoughts there, you know, and I think safety is always going to be really important because sometimes, you know, the home isn't going to be the safest place. And if a student has options, even sometimes if they're not the most desirable, like maybe staying at a friend's house, just like sleeping on the couch versus having your own bedroom, those are some things to consider. But the reality is there are going to be some students who don't have a choice. And, and in a case like that, they have to go home. And, and figuring out ways to stay safe is very important. Um, this is one area where counseling can certainly help by, you know, talking and processing and working on like a safety plan. Like if there was an issue, you know, here's how you can get out of the house. Here's what you would need to have with you, you know, to keep yourself safe and, and those around you. Now, when you get into maybe the less severe, where it's just really uncomfortable or, you know, kind of unpleasant, again, that goes back into, you know, thinking about where we have control, where we have power. Are there ways to make that environment better for you? Are there excuses and reasons to get out of the house more often or have meetings, you know, online where you can sort of put on headphones and sort of block out? what's going on around you. You know, one consideration too when moving back into the home, and this goes for moving back in the home or when you visit for like, you know, a week at a time over holidays, is talking about expectations with the family. Like, you know, what's the expectation in terms of me contributing to housework or am I supposed to have some kind of a curfew while I'm here? Uh, which obviously we're not going to be going out as much with what's going on, but maybe there's expectations about when you're in bed. So even knowing what some of those, those are going in or negotiating those can be really important because what we find is that parents and children have different thoughts about those things sometimes, and that can cause a lot of conflict and unnecessary strife. And just kind of a final thought on that is, you know, everybody right now is going to be under stress. That means parents are under stress, students are under stress. And so trying to keep that in mind that, you know, take maybe a moment before responding, think through try to be a little bit more managed in responses just to help reduce that anxiety and reduce that stress that you may have uh, you know, being back home again. What if there is an emergency? What should a student do if they need help right now? Yeah, so 
That's a really good question. In the past, we had um, our on-call system and we had a walk-in service so students could either call or come in. Unfortunately, since we aren't in the office, that's a little bit more challenging. So one of the best options is to use the service Call Sam, which is Student Assistance by Mercy. Anytime of day or night, a student can call 855-225-2726 or it's 855-CALL-SAM. And they'll be connected with a licensed counselor, usually within about five minutes, who can kind of walk them through and talk whatever issues they're having. That's a good resource, especially if someone's, you know, they really need to talk to someone, um, but they're not like in an imminent risk or danger. Now, if someone is in danger, either they're, they're thinking like, you know, they, they've done something to harm themselves, or you've got a friend you're concerned about who's maybe harmed themselves, or, you know, in that situation, you could access call stand, but sometimes you have to just call 911 instead get a hold of the police, get someone there that can kind of control that situation. Hello and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Julia Benbrook. On this podcast, I'm speaking with Joseph Dunnigan via an online app. Joseph serves as the coordinator at OSU's Student Counseling Center. He's talking about the importance of mental health during the pandemic, giving tips on how to adjust as you move home again, and going over resources that OSU provides. 